How's it going, everybody? Uh, glad you're here with us. Take a little bit of time to let people jump on. I went ahead and shared it on mine. We were listening to Bob Dylan this morning, so that's why you heard uh, the record this morning. Um, glad you guys are jumping on. Uh, we were kind of going to not do... A service this morning I was planning on announcing that this week uh, with everything that's been going on um, you know between Christmas and New Year's uh, some of you know um, uh, my dad passed away on Christmas morning so we've been walking through some of that um, but uh, since that time on my Facebook feed and even uh, another family in our church has lost a loved one to COVID. Uh, so uh, between this other family in our church, the Kellers, which we're praying for, the Keller family, and I ask that you would join us praying for the Keller family as well as you've been praying for ours, walking through all of this, and especially in this in this time, uh, that you would be praying with us, praying for our families, praying with those uh, that are connected uh, as we kind of you know, walk through what's next. Um, but also, you know, I started seeing so many others uh, that I'm connected with in, in many different ways throughout the years that have loved ones going through this, who's been hurt, um, who's lost loved ones, who have loved ones in quarantine right now. And honestly, I just couldn't I could not come on. That doesn't even, it's not even good English. But I, I had to come on and talk and uh, just share hope uh, today. Um, hope that's gotten me through these last few days. Hope that I know uh, some of you need to hear and I need to hear again. Um, what I love about Christmas is it's the constant reminder of the hope that we have that's constant. And that hope that we have that's constant, Christ, you know, he's not afraid of our sadness and our grief, our pain and our hurt. He's not afraid of our scars. Um, he's not afraid of our anger. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have a lot of anger <laughs> um, that I'm working through. And the hope that I have is that he's not afraid of that. And so I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to walk through those emotions and feel them and realize that they're real. Um, growing up, I was kind of always told, uh, not by my dad, but by so many others in the church, I was told you're supposed to hide those things. You're supposed to push them down, that you have to be tough, that you have to be this character that doesn't even exist in reality, right? Um, this, this, this fake thing that we try to make humans to be, but human beings are created in the image of God and human be beings have feelings and so does God. And so, I, you know, the truth of the matter is it's okay. To walk through these things and it's okay to feel it um, if it's okay I'm gonna talk a little bit about my dad if that's all right 
Um, the whole term hope dealer uh, that you know we started using, man, it's been years ago. Um, I think the first time that I heard it, uh, Eric Reeder and I were talking and he brought up a good friend of ours, Matt Brown, who's all the way down in Kentucky. And he started making these stickers that just said hope dealer. And, and Matt had been through so many different things and so many hard times, him and his wife, Summer. And, uh, you know, coming out on the other side of that um, and and starting a church down there in Kentucky. And they just started sharing hope and they called it hope dealing, hope dealer. And it just resonated, I know, with Eric and I and my wife and, and those that are around us. And it just kind of became part of our movement. And so it's always stuck with me. Uh, but when it came to when I imagined what a hope dealer was, it always was the picture that I had of my dad. Um, a lot of you know me. I've grown up around most of the state of West Virginia. My dad pastored small churches everywhere uh, in West Virginia. Really small churches in some of the craziest places. Um, he actually pastored a church in the ramp capital of the world. If you're a West Virginian, you know what a ramp is. And I lived in the ramp capital of the world. My dad pastored a church there. We had ramp dinners. And if you know anything about ramps and eating ramps, uh, after you digest them and you move around a little bit and you sweat, you stink like an onion. And we would do these ramp dinners before revivals and different things. And you know, there's no air conditioning in old school Pentecostal churches. And so we'd have these ramp dinners and then an hour later start church. And that was the stinkiest, smelliest time I think I've ever been a part of. Um, but it's in these places, in these hollers, and in these crazy uh, small places all across West Virginia, my dad would find ways to find the the hurt, the outcast, the broken, the ones that everybody forgot about. I remember we bought a uh, we bought a bus from a it was a used Army National Guard bus, and it was ugly as all get out. And we bought that thing and uh, would drive it all over the hollers and the dirt roads through through creek beds if, i mean if you've been out in west virginia you know sometimes to get to somebody's house you got to drive through a creek and come out on the other side to get to them and we'd go pick up people on the side of the road that had no shoes um dirty uh just people that were forgot about out in the middle of nowhere and we'd pick them up and bring them to church to sunday school and to all different places and dad would just love them and he would always say it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter uh, where you come from, it doesn't matter what you've done, God loves you. And that was his mantra, that was his thing, that was always. He would come up, everything that he would do, Lindsay and I were just talking about it the other day, remember this one thing we did in the park, and it was it was the cheesiest name ever, but he called it a love crusade. He was like, we're going to do a love crusade in the park, and I'm like, Dad, you're going to do a what? We're going to do a love crusade in the park, and we did. We went to the park and played music and had games for kids, and he just loved on people wherever he was at. So, you know, when I, I think of a hope dealer, my dad is who I think of. And uh, it's such an honor to carry on that tradition through all that we do here at Hope Community. Um, but a passage of scripture that my dad would always read and was always so true was from, I'm going to grab my Bible real quick, I'm not going anywhere, was from uh, 2 Corinthians Second Corinthians chapter 5 and 
2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to start reading around verse 3. Um, I'm going to read from the Mirror Bible, this big, huge, honking thing that I got for Christmas. Um, my dad was a King James type of guy. He read it because that's what his parents read, it's what his grandparents read. But I'll never forget, sorry, I'm going to wax another uh, fun story. I'll never forget, um, my dad pastored in the Church of God, and they always had these big, huge um, camp meetings every year. And we would go down to Beckley, West Virginia, which is where they were. And they, uh, you know, of course, have all these different preachers and different things and choirs. And it's a big congregation of all the ministers and the people from all over the state. But they would always have these book tables set up. And I loved to go through and look at all the Bibles. And um, my dad and my grandma bought me my first other than King James Bible. It was a new King James, and I loved it. And I got made fun of it. I'll never forget. I was told that was, I was a wrong translation. It was a wrong whatever. And I'll never forget coming home, and I was crying from Sunday school one time. And Dad told me, he said, don't listen to other people. There's truth in that. And so I'm reading from the Mirror Bible because from that gift that my dad and my grandma gave me a long time ago, I have fallen in love with all different types of translations. You can ask my wife. She's like, you got to get rid of some of these things. You have way too many. Half my bookshelf is full of different translations of the Bible, but I can't help it because it's something that he put in me to study and to read. And the Mirror Bible is one that I've fallen in love with. And I've read it several times to dad. And he was like, man, that's pretty cool. I need to get me one of those. Um, so I'm going to honor him and I'm going to read his favorite scripture. Uh, one of his favorites from the mess, from the mirror translation. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, In the meantime, whatever challenges we are facing in our tent, our body, we know that we will never be found naked, since we are already fully clothed with our heavenly identity in Christ, in our inner person. We are not complaining about our bodies, even though we are often aware of its frailties. Instead, we yearn to be overwhelmed with life. We know that every evidence of death, even in our bodies, will dissolve into life. God wired us this way. His Spirit already confirms within us the present evidence of eternity. We are eternal beings by design. We are cheerfully courageous, knowing that our immediate address in our earthly bodies cannot distance us from the Lord, since we originate from him. Faith is to our spirit what our senses are to our bodies. While the one engages with the fading and the fra fragile, the other celebrates perfection. Our confidence stems from knowing that even though it might feel at times we are merely reduced to flesh, our greater reality is that we are entwined in the Lord and he is our permanent abode. The King James says, um, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Our permanent address, our permanent address is Christ. We are in him. He is in us. And so the hope that I have to give to you today is this. You may have lost a loved one. And I've seen so many friends and so many connections through Facebook where you have lost a loved one just in this last week due to COVID-related complications, due to other things. And I know how, trust me, I know how much it hurts. 
It's a pain that I don't want anybody to ever experience. But the hope that I have is this, and I'll speak King James-ish, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Our heavenly abode, our life is literally in Him. And in my studies and in my 45 years of life, going to be 46 here pretty soon, I've learned that heaven isn't some faraway distant place. I think the 80s rock guys got it. Heaven isn't too far away. It's actually another reality. It's a supernatural reality that, that we can't see with our physical eyes, but it exists and it's around us. That that great cloud of witness, witnesses that we read about in Revelation, that those are, are the saints, the ones that we hold dear and close that have passed on, they're all around us. No, they're not ghosts. Don't get weird and stupid. They're in a different reality from us. They're in that heavenly place. They're with God. They're in Christ. And now they're cheering us on. They're watching with us. They're seeing us. They're with us right now. And so that's the hope that I give to you today. That your permanent address is in Christ. And those that we have lost this week, that's where they are. They are in Christ. And I want you to take heart that they're not in some far off distant planet. Like maybe you were told for your entire life that heaven's up there and you got to get on some gospel ship to get there. No, it's not too far away. Heaven is another reality. It's spiritual. It's supernatural. It's a mystery. But it is in Christ. And so take heart. Take hope. Understand that it's okay to deal with these emotions and deal with this process and walk through this grief. I want you to know that if you need help today, you need to talk to somebody. That there's hope and there's help and that you can message on here. You can message me personally. Um, there's some phone numbers that I have that you can talk to some professional people. I know it's good to talk to your friends and family, but sometimes you just can't get some things out. Um, there's some things that, you know, especially if you're dealing with some anger and some different things, um, you got to let some of that out somewhere. And so it's okay to call some real people that are professional. It's okay. There's no shame in that. And so if you need help, you need to, to call someone, message me, and I can help you get in touch with some of those folks. I understand the pain is real, and it hurts, and it's hard. And hope is messy sometimes. Sometimes we don't feel hope because hope isn't a feeling. Hope is reality. It's the reality of Christ, and that's what you have today. Okay? So I love you guys so much. I thank you for letting me get on here, and it's, it's actually been therapeutic for me to get on today. So I thank you for allowing me to share that. And I ask that you be praying today. You know, um, last night Dave Keller messaged me and told me what was going on. Dave's one of our uh, el elders here at Hope Community, and he messaged me about his mom, uh, her passing away. Um, I've had so many others message me, and... Uh, whose parents uh, are going through the same situation in a hospital that my dad went through. Um, and so we've been praying for them. Uh, but so many, I was, I was, I woke, I, I even woke up this morning and was running through my feed and was shocked by how many, you know, Facebook friends that I have that are going through the same thing 
that my family has went through. And I would, and honestly, I would not wish that pain on anybody. Um, so there's a lot of folks needing your help today. So pray. Uh, if you need to, reach out to them. Text them. I, one of the great things that, that it has really helped me is my good friends have been texting and, and messaging me. Not too much. They even said, you don't have to respond. Just know that I'm here. And we're praying and we're with you. Um, it's, it, was, it was really good. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Uh, once again, I'm landing the plane, I promise. Once again, if you need help, please reach out. And uh, we'll get you into contact with some folks. If you need to talk to somebody uh, professional and know that it, that's okay. We love you guys. Hey, uh, not to... Uh, not to end on a joke, but see you next year. <laughs> I didn't even get a sigh from my wife in the other room. <laughs> but we'll see you next year. We love you. Uh, um, happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you. Thank you.